1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: You're listening to The Real Down, your premier kayak tournament source, bringing you recaps, epic guests, upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks
0: and Sam Jones.
2: What's up, guys? Happy
0: Friday. How you doing, Sam? Doing good, man. Doing good. It, uh, it's it been a long week, so... Yeah, been busy? That's for sure. That's for sure. Getting ready for... Uh, getting ready for Table Rock. You know, got the day job. Today was my daughter's birthday. Oh, so. awesome. Yeah. Nice yeah she- no, not today. No, she turned six, so... We actually don't do like the big birthday party thing. That's uh, that's not our deal. We uh, we do like little. We'll do like a little trip or like a little event or something like that. Take her somewhere. I mean, we'll have dinner with the family or whatever. But is
2: that, that yeah. your plans for this weekend then?
0: No, this weekend's table rock. This weekend's oh, table rock. This,
2: uh, yeah. First summer I was thinking it was a week away. That's nope. crazy, man. Yeah.
0: So I'm off tomorrow. I will. If you could see my garage floor right now, I've got all of my tackle boxes scattered all over the place. And um, tomorrow I'll get organized and prepped, ready and packed. I work uh, work Thursday, work Friday. Friday's uh, Apple launch, so I work for Verizon. And um, the new iPhone launches in store, so I'll be at work all day from 7 in the morning to who knows what time at night. Drive through the night. To uh, Branson, Missouri, probably sleep at the ramp. Um, I'm, I might sleep at the house that we have, but I don't know if I'll even get there time for that. And uh, get a couple hours of Z's and go in blind. I no practice, nothing. So it's going to be interesting.
2: Is that a one-day or two-day tournament?
0: It's a two-day, and it's the first time I've ever fished a tournament without practice or knowledge of the lake. So I've never been there. And uh, you know, my knowledge of the lake has come through map study and YouTube and articles. So just
2: follow, uh, just follow Alan Reed, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he's out there. Uh, he's practicing. So we've been talking for sure and talking about his practice. And you know, um, excited for him. He's getting. He's got a full week out there. Of course, he's got to work, but you know, he's working mo. Uh, working mobile um this week so he can get in some practice time uh in between you know calls and meetings and that sort of thing so uh, that should be uh it should be a good tournament i I don't know what the turnout's gonna look like um we're gonna go over that tournament here in a little bit when we uh when we talk about upcoming events but
2: uh Yeah, yeah let's get into those recaps
0: yeah absolutely let's do it so our first tournament we're going to talk about is a uh, another regional championship that went down this weekend in the Northeast. So KBF KBF Northeast Regional Championship, um, you know, happened this weekend, and uh, guys battled some pretty tough conditions out there uh, uh-huh. fishing on Erie. Uh, there's some cool stories that have come from that. Some cool footage. Um, but uh, you know, one guy reigned supreme, and that was uh, that was Mister Casey Reed. Casey Reed coming in first with 164 inches uh, and a half, 164.5, taking first place there for again. This is a two-day event, regional championship, and uh, you know, it was a uh, it was it was a pretty tough tournament for a lot of guys, so. You know, before we get into the uh, the other top spots here, when we look at day one, a um, little better results for some, mm-hmm. but you get down to about eighth. Yep, and boom, it falls off. Guys are catching two or three, one fish. You had, I think it was almost fifteen guys that didn't even have a fish. Um, So, yeah, day one at the top was a little better day. But uh, when you look at the whole field, man, you can really – it tells the story. So, day one uh, leader was Matt Ball. Um, And, uh, you know, go check out his Facebook, and you can kind of see his story. You know, he uh, he had a rough practice, didn't even catch a fish in practice. And then, uh, you know, tried some new stuff. Went out on the main lake, I think it was, and, and put up 90-25 uh, day two. Casey coming in just behind them at eighty five seventy five 75 for uh, day one. And Derek Brundle, uh, the third place for day one, was 82 inches. Then you move into day two, and the story changes a little bit. So day two results, Derek Brundle... Uh, led with 80-50, so 10 inches uh, different from day one.
2: Mm.
0: 79 inches uh, was second, and Casey Reed finished with 78-75. So he was a little more consistent, which is why he got the W. Mm -hmm. But then, boom, fourth place, had a five-fish limit, and then it falls off. Yeah. Again, guys only having one or two fish had over i think it was over like almost 20 people without a uh without a fish catch so definitely a tough event
2: there's a special shout out though that i want to give here uh steve hoffman man he he was 25th the first day he only caught one fish Uh, second day he caught a limit and ended up in fourth place on the second day and then ninth overall in the whole tournament so he 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 kicked it even though he had only one fish that, that first day man he he
0: he he did pretty well so yeah steve hoffman man um you mentioned him just now he's from ohio right he's uh he's a local guy for you yeah
2: he's a uh, northeastern ohio so i think he's pretty familiar with that body of water up there
0: okay very cool you ever fished with him before just no, I
2: I just I follow him on Facebook. That dude's a funny guy, man. So,
0: yeah, I'm <laughs> looking at his profile picture right now on Turning X, and you can tell he's a cool dude just from his profile picture. Yes. So, wow, yeah, exactly though, man. Like, one fish on day one, and a limit on day two, and he he still finished in the top ten. So, yeah, you know, definitely a tough tournament there. Um, so. Just kind of recapping here, Casey Reed, you know, was consistent on both days, which is exactly what it took. Uh, And uh, he finished with 164 inches or just over 164 inches to get the win. Also very consistent across both days, 162.50. And then we had Russell Johnson in third place with 125.25. Joshua Evans with 122.25 in fourth place. And, and at 117.50 in fifth place. So, um, you know, tough tournament. The guys fought through some really tough conditions out there. Man, the waves were intense. Uh, yeah. Matt Ball actually flipped his kayak. I saw his uh, video. Yeah, you know, luckily he was safe, and it doesn't sound like he lost too much gear, if anything. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's rough. Anytime you're out there, it reminds me of St. Clair this year when we were out. Practice was real bad. I mean, you couldn't even get out on the main lake. And then even on the tournament day, it was like being in a washing machine uh, for mm-hmm. most of the day out there on the lake. It was really rough. And uh, so, you know these guys fought through it and, 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 uh, prevailed and Casey Reed got the win. So we'll be talking to him later tonight.
2: Yeah. There's no way, man. Those guys, those guys are different breed,
0: dude. I probably
2: would have just went home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you're
2: experienced that though. So,
0: yeah. And I, and I can tell you this. So like St. Clair, I would not have been upset if they would have called it. Um, and some people would have been upset. You yeah. you know, you've got di- like you said different ways of thinking about it. If it's fun fishing, I am not going out in that no way. But yeah. if it's a tournament, I'm going to do it as long as I feel like I can safely do it.
3: Yeah.
0: Um you know, the risk I understand that the risk goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but if I still feel like I can safely and that's the great thing about the kayaks that we're in today, right? I'm in a bona fide. I know you're in a bona fide, but not just bona fide. I mean, these companies are making some really quality product that keeps us safe out there. You know, stability is first in mind and safety. And, um, you know, a lot of great kayaks out there. So it makes it a little easier to take on those challenging conditions. But, yeah, congrats uh, again to those guys who fought through it. And uh, we'll be talking to Casey Reed in just a a few moments so let's move on because we got more tournaments to cover here
2: yep next one we have here is oklahoma kayak anglers uh september 14th and 15th another two-day tournament it was their championship i believe uh first place uh russell kendrick with a 144 and three-quarter inches Uh, second place chris montgomery with 137 and a half inches and uh, third place was Jason Rave with 136 and three-quarter inches. And the, the big bass went to Brian Rosencutter, 21 and a uh, three-quarter inch bass. So those, those
0: are pretty good numbers. Nice, Not bad. Yeah. 144, 137 out there in Oklahoma doing big yeah, things.
2: Each, each day was around the same, so the bite was pretty consistent. Set 70, low 70s was the, uh, the top for both days.
0: Yeah, so there were some lead four changes as well. Um, Russell led it in day one, was third in day two. Um, So what was the big bass out of that event? What's that? What was the big bass out of that event?
2: That was Was uh, Brian Rosencutter, 21 and three quarter.
0: And that was a smallie, right? Wasn't that a big smallie?
2: I didn't look at it. I just looked at the number. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know What's that? I'll
0: pull it up real quick. I'm pretty sure it was a big smolly. Ah, crap.
2: I hit the wrong button on it. Uh, the, Yeah, that's not even showing up for me. I think Tourney X is acting a little weird for me right now. Here it is. Yeah, it's a smallmouth. That's a big smallmouth, Thanks. dude. That's
0: awesome. You're, you're a fan of the smallmouth, so you can respect that.
2: Yeah, I can. Especially when twenties hard to get get in Ohio. I mean, heck, even yep. the 19 is tough. Yep, yep. That's awesome. All right. All right.
0: So moving on, we got, so we've, we've got uh, Northeast Regional down, Oklahoma Kayak Anglers Championship down, Moving on to Indiana Kayak Anglers uh, Championship Tournament. And that was held on September 14th. So that was Saturday. And that was up in uh, northern Indiana, Macy, Indiana. And they had two lakes to fish on on this one, uh, you know, neighboring lakes. And one of them was mud. The other one, I'm trying, I think it was Niona, Niona and Mud Lake. And uh, we had sixteen guys who had qualified throughout the throughout the season for this event, and a name that we have mentioned a lot <laughs> came out on top. Mister. Jackson Orr,
4: dude.
0: So, dude, I'm, a- I'm a
2: big fan of his, dude. It's it's it it sounds kind of weird. A 31 year old like being a big fan of a, a guy as young as him, but dude, he's. He's
0: awesome. Yeah, 16-year-old kid just tearing it up out there locally, online, nationally. He's done well. Um, you know, getting wrecked. Can you imagine when he's our age? <laughs>
2: can <laughs> yeah, you he's imagine?
0: Gonna, he's going to he be a national champion. It? Yeah. Like, he has said that he he's not really even entertaining the boat thing which means he's going to be dominating the kayak scene for a long time to come.
2: Probably. Yeah.
0: So, and not to mention that not only is he just a great stick, but he's a great kid. Like he's an awesome person, an awesome young man. You know, we've been talking about his charity event and what he's doing there and how great is it to see him come out on top of this event. And I'm telling you what these Indiana boys, these are tough sticks right here. Like, oh, yeah, he oh, yeah. beat out. This is no easy field to, to top here, and uh, he did it with 78 inches. But what's even crazier is how he did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, kid leads, he gets off to an early lead in the morning. I think he had like 72 inches pretty early in the morning and uh, held that for a little while. And then, about midday, you start seeing things kind of shake up, right. <clears throat> Midday, that leaderboard starts shuffling a little bit. Early afternoon, it's really shuffled. Okay? (laughs) So Jackson, I think at one time, was down to fifth. In the last five minutes, in the last three minutes, he catches two upgrades. (laughs) Hell, Mary, unbelievable, unbelievable finish to claim the victory with 78 inches. He caught a 1775 and a 1550 in the last couple minutes to claim the victory there. So, again, shout-out to Jackson Orr. Anthony Burris came in at 7650. Aaron Wilson came in at 7575 in third. In fourth place, you had Nick Matthews. So, back and forth throughout the day, he was claiming that top leaderboard spot was 7450. And then another young stick, Aiden Darlington, claiming fifth place for six inches. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I think that fifth place finish solidified Angler of the Year for Aiden Darlington. I'm not 100% positive on that. Um, I'm not sure where Jackson was in the mix on that, so it's possible that something else happened there. But I know Aiden was leading it going into the event. So, Yeah. Uh, just a just a great great event and um really excited to see Jackson pull away the win and uh think he made it on the way in even you know I think Scott talked yeah. a little bit about, about him on the way in so uh getting nationally recognized once again so great for Jackson and um, I'm sure we'll have him on this show uh again to uh to talk about his season maybe in the off season will bring him Oh, on.
2: definitely yeah. so i'm going to throw a curveball in here man let's talk about his charity event
0: heck yeah dude so that's what I, i'm talking I, about
2: i didn't think about it just you know we just sit here talking about him and just crossed my mind uh his charity uh uh brought in 137 anglers i think for that tournament and yep I'm not going to read the, off all the names or anything, but I'll, I'll read off first, second. And, well, I'll read first, second, and third. Um, 110 and a quarter inches, Danny Gann out of Florida. Second place, Eric <laughs> Siddiqui with 109 inches.
0: Oh, uh, who's third, Eric Siddiqui? I've never heard that name before.
2: <laughs> For real. And then third place was Barry Davis with 102 and three quarter inches. So. Yeah,
0: man. Some pretty. Yeah. Some- Pretty stout limits there. I'm yeah. impressed with a good friend of mine, Aaron Mullender. You know, he put up yeah. 93.25 in a I single weekend in Indiana. That's pretty tough to do. Had a 22.50 and a 20.50. That's that's really cool. He got Taft in there. He had a 20-incher. Mm-hmm. I mean, some really nice fish caught here. I'm just looking at the at the top guys, you know, all having fish well over 20. Glenn Landstrom 2125. So, uh yeah, great event. I mean, <laughs> gosh, 120 some odd anglers, wasn't it? 137. I think Scott said this on the way end and I mean, these tournament directors out here, they might need to think about hiring old Jackson. He knows how to get the sponsors, he knows yeah. how to get people involved. So, gosh he wants to be a tournament director he's got a career
2: yeah hey i fished i fished the river one day that weekend i I decided to submit my fish just for practice for like local tournaments you know i ended up in 24th
0: nice dude top 25 that's respectable i unfortunately didn't get out i had to work all weekend and i didn't have the energy to go do a night trip like i typically would on something like that but yeah. Um, I did I unfortunately didn't get to get out. I'll tell I you thought what, about, Joe. what's that? I thought about taking I got, you know, like taking a big stuffed uh fish, you know, like those animal like the fish though. Maybe yeah. you've ever seen those. I thought about taking those and putting that on my catchboard. <laughs> and uh and submitting to that, but I, I didn't I didn't do it. <laughs> that would have been funny. The, I I fished probably like 5
2: hours on Saturday during that weekend and it, my 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 spot that I I usually fish on the river that produces 16s and 17s it was tough fishing I mean I caught one 16 and that's it everything else was 14 13 inches but
0: it's it was just it's a weird time of year man it's yeah. a tough time of year to fish and you see that across the country right now and it's definitely interesting Yep all right. So, we got,
2: so moving on. Uh, let's see. Our last one here is uh, Long Island Kayak Bass Fishing Trail uh, had a tournament September fifteenth. Uh, like I told you already, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce these guys' last names because I'll butcher every single one of them. So we'll just Come say on, we could
0: add it to the blooper reel. <laughs>
2: I'll just go Anthony in 44 uh, inches. This was a three fish tournament, three fish limit. Um, second place CZ with 42 and a half inches. And third place was Lewis V with uh, 42 inches. And uh, big bass went to Jack B with 16 inches. So that right. makes it a little bit easier on me. So I don't sound like an idiot.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So uh, this is Long Island. Right? Where where were they fishing? Do you know off the top of your head what lake they were on?
2: Oh, uh, it just says it Monticello, was- New York here.
0: Uh, Swinging Bridge Reservoir. That's right, Swinging Bridge Reservoir, and that was one that I wanted to look up because I never heard of that, mm-hmm. and I never—I don't think I ever looked it up. But yeah, it was, and it was a three fish limit, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so forty-four inches for three fish. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. No,
2: yeah, it looked like some tough fishing. That's for sure, though.
0: Yeah, seventeen anglers, only twenty-seven fish caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, man, quite a few. Tough all around the country. I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing as we go through these results. Oh, with, dude, uh, it's about fishing, to pick up, man. Stuff. Yeah, it's that's just that the calm before the storm you know what i mean like the bite's tough right now but give it a little bit of time oh, and I'm, I'm things, spending, they're going to be eating anything
2: i'm spending all my weekends on the river this coming fall i can't wait
0: Take care, man. <laughs> so we got a uh,
2: casey reed coming up and uh we'll have our upcoming events after that
0: yeah let's let's cut to a commercial and we'll be back with casey
4: What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We're getting ready to uh,
0: talk to the KBF Northeast Regional Championship uh, winner here, and Mr. Casey Reed. Again, you know, you just heard the results, battled some really tough conditions, put up 164 inches over two days, 164 and a half, excuse me, over two days to top the field. We're excited to have him on here and talk about this event. Mr. Casey Reed, how you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing great. How about you guys?
0: Awesome, doing man. well, man. Doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, excited to have you on here. It's an honor. Appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you. Uh, you've been busy recording with, uh, you know, another guy named Scott. Um, you know, people listening to this may have heard of him, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> you know, just doing the way in there. No, everybody's heard of Scott. Scott's a good guy and uh, friend of the show. So. Let's uh let's get into this, man. What? uh Tell us your story. How did you get into this thing, and yeah, this kayak bass fishing thing, and tournaments? And what kind of boat are you in?
3: So I got started kayak fishing. Um, actually, just well, actually, was in a canoe. Uh, a buddy had a couple canoes. We floated the river. You know, I, I'd been fishing for for a while, and then I I really liked actually getting off the bank and. And float in the river, and that was awesome. And yeah. um, my girlfriend at the time, actually, for my birthday, she bought us both, you know, just cheap sit inside kayaks. And at the time, it was great. Um, we were able to get out, and, sh- you know, she enjoyed fishing too. So we got out and did some fishing. Um, you know, that lasted for about a, a, a year and a half, and then spending a lot of time in it, I, you know, was like I need a better kayak. So I upgraded from there. Um, you know, still not to the to quite what I'm in today, but but had a, had a had a better kayak anyways and then fished out of that for about another year and a half and just started really getting into it. Started fishing tournaments, started fishing 12 plus hour days and I'm like, man, I need something better. And you start at that time, I started seeing what the kayaks that people had on Facebook and everything, and I still didn't know much about the sport really and um and I started seeing the better kayaks and I you know I upgraded into an old town predator thirteen and okay I mean that was an amazing kayak for me you know i I could spend twelve hours days in it and you know not have a hurt back a sore mm-hmm. butt you know right. and it, it was It was really good. And, and, you know, that's the that's the kayak that I was in for, I think, for at least a few years. And um, and then finally upgraded to the the Predator PDL, which I'm still in today.
2: Nice. Old Town makes a nice kayak. That's
3: for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love them, and I was a little hesitant when they, you know, I never used the pedal drive, and I, I was a little hesitant at first to to actually get in it and, and start using it, and once I did, it's just, I mean, I haven't looked back, man. The pedal drives are just awesome for fishing; like you can't yeah. eat them.
2: I still have yet to try one. <laughs> really?
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there's there's a lot. Of, I don't know if you're one, but a lot of guys, you know, just they like to paddle, and and that's awesome, yeah. you know, like. I, I hands down to them man like like that, that's pretty awesome like you know you're just on erie and you got some guys paddling out there in some high high winds yeah and uh, i mean after being in a pedal drive like i couldn't go back to it but i mean i, I <laughs> you know i i respect them for for yeah, this right. choice they made to stay in the paddle kayak because that's yeah. that's what they want to do then yeah my respect to, to those people as well
0: right uh, absolutely i agree with that that, that
2: is cool man we, we have similar stories so that's that's real cool awesome
0: you so you're out of uh virginia right call virginia yeah. home yeah mm-hmm. okay so you uh do you typically fish the northeast or do you fish a couple different regions
3: so this year i fished a little bit i, I started out the the year at santee cooper fishing the the kbf the southeast event there and, oh, okay. um, so, so I, I i fish a little bit of everywhere but um but yeah this nice. year i mainly stuck with the with the northeast uh trail events
0: okay so did you fish all all five events then
3: so i missed the one uh in new hampshire um, i'm not mm. going to try to say the name pronounce the name i'm not sure uh, uh Winnipesaukee. But, um, yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I was actually at the the, F, the FLWKBF Cup um for that event. Unfortunately, they lined up on the same days. Um so huh. so I did miss that one, but um S- but yeah, Sam was there. Before. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, where are you uh where are you sitting in the points right now?
3: So, for they they haven't. I don't think they've calculated the regional points yet. But um, you know, it was it was kind of tough for there. I think I was in third place leading into this event to you know to mm. the to the final, and the way it worked out was the the top three, uh, Russell and Derek were were the top three in A O Y points as well, <laughs> and you know we finished first, second, and third. Oh so, wow, that's so crazy! I don't <laughs> believe there was any. It, it wasn't movement. enough to change the points any at all. Oh, so I, I think I stuck out third place as far as the the regional A O Y points. Um, as far as the overall the national A O Y points, uh, I did move to first place in that. So nice. Um, there yeah, you go. The, the event the event in Santee Cooper, you know, I finished good in that, and mm-hmm. that really helped me out. So so I was but did better nationally than I did regionally, which is, you know. It, 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 It's just kind of how it worked out. So,
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle at the top for uh, Angler of the Year this year. We've talked about this on a previous episode, and I've talked about this a lot this year, man. Like, though I've only been doing – this is my first full season and first, you know, tournament season in the kayak, on the kayak side of things. I've been following KBF for a while, and I don't think I've ever seen a race like this at the top.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's – it's going to be tight. There's going to be, I mean, at least I'd say at least four or five people that are, that are really going to have a shot. And I mean, depending on how it all goes down in Wisconsin, you know, you know, somebody could jump up even from, from, from even lower. So yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting.
0: It's going to be a battle for sure. So we're going to see you up at lacrosse then it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll be there. Awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, so let's uh, let's get into kind of tournament preparation for this event, man. So, you know, that's something that we like to talk about with, uh, with all of our guests so that our listeners who are getting into the sport and, and those that have been in the sport for a while can kind of start to understand the story behind these victories. So what did your tournament preparation look like for this event? When did it start? How involved was it? Kind of go through that for us.
3: So really, I mean, I guess you could say it started last year before the open. Um, that's, that's when most of it went down. That's when I learned a lot about the lake. learned a lot about the Bay. Um, I kind of learned, you know, what, what they're doing to catch them, Watched a ton of videos, um, you know, leading up to this year, I kind of just rewatched a lot of that stuff, make sure it's fresh in my mind and, and just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, Like like I said, I kind of done it all last year. So, so just kind of refreshed on all that stuff. Um, And, you know, really it it all came down to the wind. I mean, what, what direction is the wind blowing? If it's going to be blowing, you know, high, like it, like it was, then you kind of got to either try to brave it out kind of like Matt Ball did, or Mm -hmm. just, uh, just try to find somewhere that's, not in the wind is is bad so
0: yeah okay so do you with a 2 day event do you treat that any different than you would a single day event when it comes to preparation
3: so not really not not really when it comes to preparation when when it comes to fishing well i i guess that's not true i i guess trying to find multiple spots which i mean you're trying to do i guess anyways you always want more than one thing sometimes it doesn't work that way but i was able to take uh let's see i, I worked monday and I, I drove monday night and then got got into Erie, uh tuesday morning so I, I had i had 3 days on the water to prepare um checked out as many spots as possible kind of based it on you know kind of what i did last year uh checked out a few of those spots where where i caught some fish and um but but yeah re- really i mean that, that that was kind of it just um just try to get as many spots as possible because you right. never know what you're going to, what you're going to need you know if your bite if one bite's going to die and you're going to need another spot or what um so I actually had a couple spots laid out where I, where I was planning on moving to I didn't end up have, having to do that unfortunately
0: mm. Very cool. So you've talked a couple times now about, you know, last year and what you did. So are, when you're going into this event, right, you fished here before, you have some experience here. How are you, are you just, is it based off of memory or do you keep some type of a log book or is it, is it GoPro footage? Like how do you recall that information to put it to good use a year later?
3: So a lot of it is memory. Um, I've just recently started kind of a log book. Um, so, so that will definitely help with like some of the finer details as far as, the wind, the water temperature,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know that stuff. I can't remember that far out. Um, I mean, sometimes right. I can, but but generally it's not. But as far as like spots and stuff, you know, I have I have my um, hummingbird helix uh, ten that that I have waypoints on, and and okay. then a lot of it is just uh, memory as well. But but the, as I found out actually, the memory didn't serve me too well. I was scanning a couple spots, and. I, kind of what I remembered it being, it was, it was different, but I mean, you know, being there, I was able to still find it and, and, uh, sure. it was just a little different than I, than I had remembered, but I'm able to kind of figure it out pretty quick.
0: Uh, okay. There. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, three days of practice, you know, got you a little experience on the water. Um, how did you feel after that third day of practice? You feel pretty confident or? No. So I was,
3: I didn't really the, the spots that I had or the the one spot that I had found after after day 1 last year um I thought I could go in there and just catch a limit like pretty easily. Um mm. you know, not necessarily the winning fish, but you know, it, fill a limit. It was my it was my filler spot, let's right. say. And um, you know, pre-fishing, I think I caught maybe one fish there um if 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 at all and it was a small one Um, Hmm. so so that kind of like that was kind of frustrating um later that day i ended up finding a pattern that that i didn't fish last year but um i remember somebody saying that they caught a few doing that and i went and tried it and i had a limit pretty quick so again you know they weren't they weren't big bass but but it was it was a limit and you know, yeah. fishing for Aoi points like that was kind of my goal. I wasn't necessarily—I mean, obviously, you love to win it. Um, mm-hmm. but I was really, really kind of fishing for points, and I just wanted to right. be able to fill my limit and and at least so mm-hmm. so, so that so I was confident in getting a limit. um But but as far as the wind goes, no. After pre-fishing, I was not so confident that I was going to win it. So
2: I, I have a question about that wind. Uh, during during the practice was that wind as bad as it was on the tournament days
3: um so it switched directions on us a lot which makes a big difference depending on where you're fishing and i was fishing i was fishing in the bay um and i I was fishing the north side of the bay so the day i caught my limit it was a north wind so i was really protected where i was fishing Um, oh that's nice and And, uh, so, so, so that worked out good pre-fishing the, the wind switched, uh, first day of the tournament and came from the South and it was a pretty high wind. If I recall, it was like, uh, well, my weather app said it was like 14 miles per hour, which, you know, Mm -hmm. means anywhere from like, you know, five to 20 or 25, you know, who knows. But, um, (laughs) so, so it was blowing pretty good uh, uh, up against where I was fishing, which, which ended up making it really rough. But, but luckily it, it, it didn't start the morning that way. It just kind of eased into it. And there was that one point and, uh, let's see, I think I had, I had my limit already and that wind just started kicking up out there and I just had to go, go find some protected waters. And it it was a little sketchy getting back to protected waters just because, you know, you're in three, four foot waves and (laughs) I had to go through a little inlet to get back to the, to the marina where I had launched from and mm. they're the waves are breaking against the walls and just causing a mess It is just up and down and uh and i mean i made it back in there and and was able to fish a couple of the spots that i had in the in the marina bay and um, was able to uh, upgrade a couple more times as, as well on day one and um, mm.
2: that's always nice <laughs> yeah yeah
3: i mean and, and actually being back in the marina i found another spot with the it wasn't the exact same kind of stuff but it was deep deeper structure it looked like some some logs that you know i was s- scanning it on my side imaging so there was some there were some logs out there in the middle um and i started fishing them and that was where i got my last upgrade which was another 18 incher on day oh, one
0: so. nice little bonus fish um, how, yeah, how deep that fish? and I,
3: sorry so, so that was that was about 12 foot 12 13 foot okay. um, there so most most of the spots were were about that same depth um uh i found a couple on day two i actually fi- figured out that it's, it seemed like I, f- I found a couple a little bit of structure on some deeper spots and about 16 17 foot and those mm-hmm. seemed to be really key on that day
0: Very awesome. cool so day one comes to a close you're sitting in third right S- after second, day place. One. second place after day one. that's right that's right second place so you got one day under your belt how are you feeling you are you you're pumped up for day two feeling like you got a good shot at this thing or are you like man this is gonna be tough
3: it was it was a little bit of mixed feelings um hmm. So Matt Ball had like ninety and a half inches or something. And yeah. Luckily that last eighteen incher moved me moved me up to what, eighty eighty four or yeah, eighty four something eighty five something. So I think it was eighty five something. So so I was about around four inches behind Matt Ball on you know, coming into day two. Which it you know, is not a small I mean it's not a small um gap. So um so it was going to take quite a bit, I thought, to, to be able to overcome that. And, uh, and, but, but it was doable, you know, like it, it was definitely doable. And, uh, so, so I really had mixed feelings and also like, I've, re- I've, sh- I've really struggled on two day events, um, multiple day events, I guess I should say. So the, the final day seems to, seems to bite me quite a bit when it comes to the multiple day events. So, so it was a real mixed feelings going into it, but but mm-hmm. I knew I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to catch fish. I knew I had to catch some good fish, and um, just just hoping I could I could pull it through.
0: So <laughs> when it comes to the two day tournaments, right? And you you said you know you usually struggle there, have struggled in the past. What do you think made this one different? Do you think the reason you've struggled in the past has been a mental thing, or is it not having the right spots like? What's led to that, and then what do you think went differently this time? Like, how'd you turn that corner?
3: So it was definitely, definitely mental. Um, some of it was mental, and some of it was just uh, not having enough spots. Uh, like, say at the beginning of this year, the national championship, um, mm-hmm. I fished two spot or I fished one spot really hard for two days straight. And I was catching good fish, and I was sitting in twelfth place, I think, um, going into day three. And it was a little bit of a the the wind changed again there, so it made it harder to fish where I was fishing than it did the previous two days. And I just beat the crap out of this fish. Um, it wasn't sure. it was a, it was a it was a good size area, but it wasn't a huge area. So I I, I pounded them pretty hard. And it was a little harder fishing, so it was a little mixture of both of those, and um, I just wasn't able to fill a limit there at the national championship. Which, uh, as well, I did the day the the year before at the national championship before. I was sitting in third place going into day two, the final day, and didn't catch a fish on on that day. So, so I kind of yeah. blew two national championships in a row um, with with not being able to to fill that limit or, or catch a fish on the final day. But, yeah, a lot of it was mental, and, and a lot of it was just not having enough spots to go to in case whatever happened in this case both times was kind of the wind. And um, so.
2: So let's get back into uh, your uh, the tournament day here. Uh, what were you throwing
3: to catch all your fish? I was throwing a shaky head. It was a, a zoom shaky head worm on mm-hmm. a, on a one eighth uh, jig head. Oh, you were throwing that both days? Yeah, I ended up on day two, I ended up switching to a quarter ounce jig head and just mm-hmm. fishing it a kind of, kind of a little bit differently. I was more or less dropping straight down on them. The wind, you know, I'd get over top of the structure I was fishing, drop it straight down and I was able to stay on top of it a little better and have a little better feel. And that also helped get the fish out of there quicker because I found when I was, when I was casting to it, I'd get a bite and, um, I'd set the hook and I'd get hung up on, on the structure there and I'd lose the fish. Um, so, so really being dropping down straight on top of them, I'd be able to get that bite and get them out of there really quick.
2: Yeah. I was, uh, curious how hard it would be to fit fish the bottom like that in waves.
3: It it was pretty tough. Um, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at it. I'm, um, you know, I fish a shaky head a lot. Uh, yeah. I I really fish an eighth ounce shaky head a lot, which is yeah, is pretty light. Um, especially when you're fishing, you know, fifteen mile per hour winds. But um, yeah. but I don't I don't like switching from it. I don't like the heavier one. I ended up switching to it, and it it really paid off. It it really worked out a lot for me.
4: Cool. Sam, you got
0: something over there? Can you hear me? Yeah,
2: okay. I think you were muted or something. There you
0: go, probably. All right. <laughs> so you're talking about the shaky head, and that's something that I fish a lot. That's a staple for me. I can't tell you how how successful I've been because of the shaky head. But you're talking about an eighth ounce. I'm typically fishing a three to a quarter ounce. Okay. So what makes you what makes you lean towards that eighth ounce weight? Are you just Cause there is some people that have that mentality, right? Like I'm going to go as heavy as I can. And there are the guys that are going to say, I'm going to go as light as I can. Right. So it's always interesting to me to have that kind of conversation to see what drives your thought process behind the eighth ounce versus, I mean, cause let's be honest, most guys wouldn't, wouldn't even think about throwing an 8,015 mile an hour winds and three footers.
3: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, So I I was actually thinking about this, uh, later that day after I switched, I'm like, why do I keep, why do I always throw this one? And really it comes here at home. I I fish a lot of docks. Um, I'm skipping Mm -hmm. docks constantly and that eighth ounce, I just skip it so good. And so that's just what I all, it's just always my go-to. It's what I'm confident in. Um, and and even though I'm not fishing docks, it's still, you know, that confidence is still there in it. Right. That's what I think to throw. But, um, but I know after after switching to that quarter ounce, which I don't do a lot, I have some of them in, in my tackle box, but I uh, I don't switch to them very much even in that higher winds. But but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to start switching more when that wind gets up because it, it seemed to make it so much easier, obviously. Yeah, right. Just,
0: so were you getting bit on the bottom or were you getting bit as it was kind of working through the structure or on the fall
3: yeah so i was getting bit when it was just kind of sitting there i would i would i'd pull it up to the structure i'd feel it and then i'd kind of let it sit Hmm. um most of the time right then i would get bit uh sometimes i would have to you know i would just barely move it a little bit um and, and then i would get bit but but for the most part it was like as soon as i'd hit that structure and it would sit and then i'd get bit it pr- pretty quick
0: well you know it probably wasn't even really just sitting either though when you think well, about the boat movement yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. you were you were it, it had probably some really awesome action down there so, yeah i'm sure
3: the worm did I, you know i was trying to yeah. just
0: let even
3: with the boat action, I wasn't letting it move, but, but yeah, the worm I'm sure gotcha. was, was actually moving dropping the there. rod
0: tip and making sure it had slack and all that. Yeah. To, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, was it real heavy cover there or, you know, like a lot of like a brush pile or,
3: so, basically, they were fish attractors. Um, okay they, I'm pretty sure they're pallets. from what I've heard from from some of the locals they there there's an organization I think down there that that dropped a bunch of pallets in, in certain places. Mm, and sure. again, again, with my with the hummingbird side imaging, you know i was I was able to scan at eighty plus feet, you know around, and i and I was able to find a lot of different ones in, in a couple different areas, and I was able to just fish them hard
0: and very cool all right that is cool so both days that was the the tactic though right the shaky head yeah for the most oh the shaky head
3: yeah um yeah that's that's what i was fishing i did find a different pattern um as well i was uh, i was fishing some some rock bank and actually like two foot of water and i was actually i caught a limit there uh practicing as well um but but for the tournament, most of my keeper fish were, were coming off the, those fish attractor, the pallets or whatever.
0: But Very cool, man. All right. I like it. I can dig it. So green pumpkin? Um, so yeah, I normally throw green pumpkin all the time.
3: Um, but I ended up switching to a little darker color. The water was actually pretty stained. Um, I believe it. And, and, you know, I switched to the June bug. And oh, nice. I just seemed to get a lot more bites on that. So so that's what I was sticking with for the rest of the event. That, that really zoom june bug colors, nice. That, that's yeah. what I use. Yeah. yeah my, Absolutely. My, my three colors are green pumpkin, june bug, and black. And, and yeah. that's what I throw. That's, those are pretty much the only colors I throw. Nice.
0: Okay. So here's kind of an off the wall question for you. So, you know, when we go out fishing, it's always we're always fishing against ourselves and against the fish, right? But, you know, you pull up to the ramp or you go into a tournament, you you know, you look at the names to see who the competition is. So going into this one, who was the what was the name that was most on your mind like <laughs> you're most worried about? Or was it cuz I'm I'm thinking if I'm at a tournament and Casey Reed's there, I'm thinking about Casey Reed like the, <laughs> that's one of the names I'm like uh, the guys I got I to gotta beat, I got to watch out for. You know, your your name's one of the ones I'm thinking about. So I'm curious, is, is there anyone like that for you? You know, where you think, oh, man, Matt Ball, Yeah.
3: watch so, out. So Matt Ball's always one to watch out for, for sure. Um, really, for this event in particular, it was really Russell. Um, I, okay. I didn't know Derek too well. You know, Derek was leading AOI points by quite a bit. Um, And I know he's done, he obviously he's done really good this season. I just don't know him. I've never met him before. I don't know him that well. Right. I mean, obviously okay. he's a good ang- angler, but really uh, it was Russell. I know, I know Russell is, is good on Lake Erie and he was the one, he was the one I was trying to beat basically going into it. Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: cool. And,
3: That's awesome. Yeah. I,
0: I know some people don't like to like really think about the other anglers or anything like that. And they just, they focus on, you know, the fish. But I don't know. I feel like it kind of, like, drives me to, oh, like, dude. bring yeah. that competition level into it. Because, you know, I played, like, ball sports growing up, you know, basketball and baseball and all that. And so, you know, the competition always – that part of it I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking at that leaderboard, like, who's that person I'm going after kind of thing. Because that kind of hypes me up. So I, I like asking guys about that to kind of get their take on it.
3: Yeah, I dude- mean, it, and I totally get that. And – but. And 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 to go back at that, so so for me, like leading up to the event, that's that's what I was thinking. I, I wanted to beat Russell. Like he that's he was cool. my main concern going into that event. Once I got on the water, all that kind of left my mind. And I and and for me, that's the best way to do it. Because I've gone to events before, you know, and and seeing the list of names and like, man, how am I going to beat these guys? Like, you know, especially last year before, you know, this year I've obviously done pretty good. But last year, I, I was struggling quite a bit. And I saw these names that were consistently getting checks. At, it seemed like every single event. And, you know, I go into there and, and I really focused on that, the, the whole event. And I, for me, it, it, it's not good. But but leading up to the event is fine. But once you're on the water, for for me anyways, is just, just try to forget all that. And you just got to fish, man. And, and fish, yeah. fish hard and just do do what you know how to do
2: yeah sam i like that you brought that question up because i think about that all the time too i mean i'm i'm competing in a local tournament with kurt smiths and he's always top three in this local tournament dude and one day i just i just want to beat him one day just just once just you know? one day
0: beat the <laughs> beat the beat the champ
2: dude i respect the crap out of him though uh, he's yeah. he's an awesome angler oh, but yeah. i, I want to beat him <laughs>
0: great guy great guy so yeah, uh, i got you, to meet him th- this year out there on the trail. I think I think we ran into each other the first time up at Saint Clair. Um, you know, Alan Reed and, and myself and Kyle King and him were kinda of hanging out at the hotel. So uh definitely cool guy and um I can understand why uh why you're thinking about him when you're out there on the water <laughs> I and, mean, and it would be cool to compete and, 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 and win against the champ, you know?
3: Yep. Yeah, so, I had met him at the uh, East West Harbor event. And, um, oh, you, know, he, yeah. he, you know, of course, he placed right there above me, too. But luckily, <laughs> we were able to, to to be on the podium together for the, for the pro series, at least. Um, yeah. Uh, He's
0: got a – he know like, you know, those guys that will just go out and fish any event, right, to get in it. And then there's those guys that are very strategic. And, and I, I'm just assuming. This is me just kind of spitballing here but i bet he's very strategic about the tournaments he fishes. You know what i'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. he i think he knows where his strengths are and and i think he can catch fish anywhere. I mean, he's he's proven that, but um you know, when he signs up for an event, watch out because he he's not playing around. He's going there to win it. And he's signing up cuz he thinks he can win it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so we got a uh... I know you mentioned uh,
2: the uh, lacrosse, uh, up the, the lacrosse, I forget what it's called at the moment, but uh, trail series is there championship. anything else? Yeah, trail series championship. Is there anything else you're looking forward to this year or, of course, upcoming year with the national
3: championship? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the national championship. Um, really, the only event I have left that I'm definitely doing is, is one of, one of the locals, our local series, which I actually run Virginia kayak bass challenge. Uh, we have our classic on on the Chickahominy Lake slash river. And, um, that's always a great event. I mean, it's a, it's a big fish factory there. And, um, so, so I'm really looking forward to that, you know, for, for me, it's just, it's more or less running the event. Um, but I get to fish, fish some as well, but, but I generally don't enter the events. I just, I just kind of, go and hang out and, and kind of run yeah. the event and do a little bit of fishing but um but that's j- just to end off our season here and um and to have it on be on such a great body of water like i'm really mm. looking forward to that
2: we did cool. uh we did uh recap one of your guys tournaments uh, a couple months back on this podcast okay did you yeah.
3: Okay, no man, I I I don't know how I, I missed that, but yeah, dude, I'm gonna have to go back and check out some some of y'all stuff because yeah, I just I I, I haven't I, like I said I've heard of it before, but I haven't really seen it. I've seen it yeah like a whole lot, so so looking forward to checking them all out, man. There's a lot of content now. <laughs> yeah, well that's good, man. I'm I'm on the road a lot, so I need a lot to listen to. So <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: I think I think we lost Sam there. He looks like he froze.
0: Oh yeah, I see that. There he is. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> so yeah, uh, um, I didn't realize that you uh, that you ran a tournament trail. So yeah. that's cool. We'll have to have you back in the off season and uh, talk a little bit about a, a little bit about that trail and running that and the life of a tournament director. Get away yeah. from the the competing side of it. That'll be interesting. So that's kind of something that we plan to do in the in the off season. Mm-hmm. is to get with tournament directors and discuss a little bit more of that side of things. Um, so we'll have to have you back on for that.
3: Yeah, dude, I'd, I'd be pumped for that. That'd be awesome.
0: Sweet. Well, hey, I have a question that I've been asking all our guests because it's something that's on my mind and I think it's on a lot of people's mind this time of year, you know, um, and even furthermore because of what's going on in our industry. So um, and especially for someone that... Like yourself, who's fishing at that national level, Um, you know, we're 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 moving into a period in our sport where we're seeing huge expansion at the top, right? We've got the the KBF Pro Tour this year, you know, being held in conjunction with Trail Series events, but we know that we're going to have a separate Pro Tour very soon uh, in 2020. We've got the Hobie Bass Open series that launched this year. They're getting ready to announce their 2020 schedule. There's rumors of another one out there. We won't get into that right now. But as you're looking into 2020, right, and, you know, there's this we're – on, we're on this level now where guys are thinking, man, am I going to do this full time? Am I going to fish the pro tour? Am I going to just try and fit in what I can fit in? where's your head in all this? Like, what do you think about all this and, and what's Casey Reed fishing next year?
3: So I think it's awesome that, that, you know, Hobie's doing their events now, you know, it gives people options, you know, if they,
0: if Absolutely. they
3: got schedule conflicts, you know, they, they can fish other events. There, there's, there's the other big level events out there. I think that's great. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to make any Hobie events this year. Um, you know i kind of had my schedule set at the beginning of the year to to fish this whole kbf the and the pro series and the flw events as well um and like coming up to this final event i'm kind of already out of vacation time so 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 it was it was really tough to squeeze in any other events anywhere um next year like i i've heard uh Hobie's doing a couple events closer closer to this way, some of the bigger events, not the, their satellite events. So I'm really looking forward to trying to, to squeeze that into the schedule and, and making those events work because I really want to check it out. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I know AJ, and he, he's a great guy, and I know he runs yeah. a great series. So so I'm really looking forward to getting in on that as well.
0: Awesome, but, man.
3: Yeah, and the KBF is – kind of changed. I was fishing the Northeast being part of Virginia, but like mm-hmm. I said, I fished some of the Southeast and you know, they were pretty close as well, but uh, we actually have our, uh, mid Atlantic region now, which is right. going to make those events, you know, kind of, kind of quite a bit closer to me here. Um, I, I still plan on fishing outside of that as much as possible. And, um, and you know, just fishing, fishing, any, anything and everything I, I can really.
0: Uh, will we see on the pro tour you think on any of the pro tour events
3: yeah for sure for sure awesome um i I don't guess any of that schedule's been released or anything yet but um but but i'm excited to see that and um yeah i mean that's definitely gonna be be part of my focus uh coming up in 2020 as well
0: very cool man awesome well hey we're kind of winding things down here now and uh we want to be respectful of your time and um any uh, anything you want to say anyone you want to shout out uh, sponsors or friends family anything like that so um,
3: I, we just announced on on the way in that um, I'm actually just just signed with uh, fish USA um, so nice. so they're my newest sponsor um, so I'm pretty pumped on that and looking forward to, to see what we can do together this year and um, and into 2020 mm-hmm. and um, I I um, Old Town, you know, they've been great to me. So, so I'd like to shout them out. Uh, RS Nets, uh, Dakota Lithium, um, you know, I don't know if y'all know Stormy or got a chance mm-hmm. to meet him, but he's a, he's a great guy doing great Thank things uh, with KBF. And, and, you know, it's it's just awesome to see see the support that they're throwing to the anglers and to KBF yep. as well. Um, RS Nets and and Yak Lights, um, you know, they they've they've been backing me for, for quite a bit now. So, so yeah, I appreciate awesome, all, all the sponsors. And thanks, well, thanks
0: congratulate. Really yeah, absolutely. And congratulations on the fish USA thing, man. That's awesome. Uh, good company there. No, no, quite a few guys over there. Um, so I think that you'll be an awesome addition to that team, my friend. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So you, uh, has those stormy uh talked you into doing any salmon runs or ice fishing trips yeah, in the off season
3: yeah he w- he was trying to and um and i'm kind of looking forward to that man Ho- hopefully i can get a chance to see down here in in our off season you know we don't i, I chase the uh, freshwater striper on smith mountain lake yeah know, up until about december before it gets too cold down here for for us to go out but um right but i'll go out night fishing and fishing some dock lights and and chasing mm-hmm. the striper man. and i've been hooked on that for the past couple of years build so, the fridge too yeah so it, yeah that, that's really fun and it's i don't get a lot of chance throughout the year to to get away from the bass fishing so, so yeah. i kind of look forward to the wrap-up of the season so i can kind of take it easy and just do a little bit of fishing for other things as
0: i yeah. can well, and that off-season seems to be getting smaller and smaller, too, you know? Yeah, so. it,
3: it definitely is, and um, so I try to take advantage of it when, when, right. when it's here. So,
0: Very cool, very cool. All right, man. Well, uh, how can the listeners uh, stay in touch with you, man? Uh, let them know how to follow you on uh, all your socials.
3: Yeah. So if you search, uh, Casey Reed fishing on YouTube, I got a, you know, it's nothing impressive, but I, you know, I got, a, I got a little YouTube account. Hopefully we'll start getting that up and running and, and getting more content out, um, uh, at KCD Reed on Instagram and, you know, just, uh, search, search Casey Reed on Facebook and I and should pop up. So, so yeah, I'd appreciate awesome. a follow and on all those places and, um,
0: yeah yeah all right guys so if you're listening go check out casey on uh, youtube and instagram of course send him a little friend request on uh, facebook casey man we appreciate you coming on tonight and taking the time out of uh out of your schedule and uh can't thank you enough for that look forward to seeing you up at lacrosse my friend um you know and shaking your hand up there and uh Hopefully we can have you on later on in the seat or later on in the year and talk a little bit about the tournament trail you got going on there and what you got planned for 2020, man. So it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you for yeah. coming on.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me on. And yeah, just hit me up anytime, and I'd be happy to happy to come on and and you know talk fishing.
0: <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, we'll hit you up on that for sure. So be looking forward to that invite.
3: Sounds good. Hey,
2: congratulations
3: um, again, man, on that win. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Have a good night. You do the same. Y'all take care.
0: All right, guys, welcome back. Just got done with an awesome interview with uh Casey Reed, really giving us some awesome insight on how he how he got the victory up there on Erie. So that was uh that was pretty cool talking to him and looking forward to bringing him on for another episode to talk about the trail he runs and uh you know, Now's that point in the episode where we get into those upcoming events, so we're going to jump right into that. What do you say, Brad? Yep, sounds good. All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning of the episode. One of the uh, the first tournament we're going to talk about next week is going to be the KBF Central Regional Championship. That's going to be held on Table Rock. That's a two day event. Typically, that's held on Friday, Saturday. Uh, the regional championships this one's actually a saturday sunday event uh there is a uh, another tournament being held in conjunction with that missouri kayak anglers uh they have their championship tournament going on at the same time so yeah september 21st 2022nd uh you know i'll be out there uh on this one fishing and uh table rock it's it's you know it's been tough on table rock right now because the weather's kind of stayed warm it started to the temperature started to drop It kind of started getting in that transition and moving it up and then it got hot and so um it's going to be interesting to see what guys can do you know we've just talked about a bunch of tough tournaments this week uh so you know it's going to be interesting to see is it going to be more of the same or will we see that bite start to turn on uh as we get into this latter half of september uh, moving on uh, to the next event, big event we have, another national uh, level event, which is going to be the Hobie Bass Open Series on Gunnersville.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's, that's going to be a popular one, too. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a popular one. I don't know exactly how many people are signed up for that right now. I can imagine that it is going to be a jam packed tournament. Oh, yeah. You know the fall bite at gunnersville that's when it really starts getting good you talk about that frog bite fish in the grass um it's it's really gonna start turning on there and you know another thing about it is everybody's trying to get ready for the national championship yep. next year you know what i'm saying on Gunnersville, it's going to be an epic event and this you know going out there and fishing this event is just going to get you that much more prepared Plus, I mean, these Hobie Bass Open Series, you know, getting a lot of recognition for how well they're being ran um, and, you know, how good of a time they are. So I expect a lot of people to show up for this one, some big names, and I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what comes out of there. If I didn't have the Central Regional Championship this weekend, I'd probably be at Guntersville. Yeah. So, uh, you know, excited about what's going to go on there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. The next one is uh, Buckeye. You want to talk to us about that one?
2: Yeah, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. They have a Columbus Rumble on the River tournament September 21st. That tournament is, I think, is one of their more popular events of the year, I I believe, if I heard correctly from a few other guys. But this one has always caught my attention since I'm a big river guy. I, I might do it, but they also have a... Dayton Rivers tournament, so it's coming closer to me, so I'm I probably will do that one instead. So, uh, do, do that, both
0: man, what are you talking about? Yeah,
2: uh, I I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll probably do one, I probably won't do both, but okay, the, those are always fun. Uh, I know, uh, the Columbus rivers, the big fish come out or big smallmouth especially they it's known for the big really? swamp in columbus yeah. yeah cool so even more so than the dayton area so that's right. an interesting interesting uh tournament to watch this coming weekend and uh the next one we have here is oregon kayak bass fishing trail at lake takinich uh september 21st so that that's uh that's a. Uh, going to be an interesting one to see because i don't think we've actually covered an oregon trail yet so i'm curious to see how the fishing out there is uh just yeah. or base judging off their uh, numbers they put up
0: yeah, yeah for sure a lot of times out west you're talking about arizona and california and yeah uh some of those other places really great fishing kind of get kind of get left behind so i'm looking forward to just yeah. seeing the results from this one as well. I'm glad we, I'm glad we found this one. Yeah,
2: we, we did cover Washington uh kayak Bass trail uh one time and uh their their numbers were uh a little down, so okay. I, I don't know what to expect from the Pacific Northwest. So we'll see. And then the final trail we have here is the Yaka Bass Trail. We've covered them before, and I believe we covered the tournament uh the duel on the Delta, that was earlier in the season. Well, they're running another one uh, September 21st. Oh.
0: And that one's always fun to watch. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the Dirty D, man. Like, that... Gosh, anytime you're talking about a tournament on the Delta, you could be talking about some really big sacks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Yacobas is... Uh, by far probably the most popular trail out there you know all the big sticks in in california are are, are fishing those events yeah um you know we had trava on the og show um was it Obadi? last week so um, Obedy was on the show last yeah yeah exactly so i don't know if trava signed up for this event or not i don't um, see but, his name yet yeah, if he is, you know, he's one to watch, out, one one to watch out for. A lot of other big names on here, but yeah, I'm excited. I've got a a good friend, he fishes the FLW tour, Austin Wilson, and uh, he fishes out there on the Delta quite a bit, and man, he, you know, every week he's posted excuse me, he's posting up giants. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to this one, man. It's going to be really cool to see what comes out of it
2: yeah i see greg blanchard already signed up so yeah another one
0: (laughs) lots of lots of sticks in this one for sure and uh i bet we see some some big totals yeah we will so we'll
2: put we'll post these links i i try to do this every friday i failed last weekend because got busy at work didn't post them but but we'll post the links uh uh, Friday evening or Saturday to all these tournaments. And in case you guys want to watch them, uh, they'll be on the Facebook. So easily assess- easily accessible if you want to see those. Yeah, follow our along Facebook with page. Us. So
0: Absolutely. that's all we got, man. Another good episode. Sweet. I agree. Let's wrap this thing up.
2: Yep. So I guess we'll see you guys next Friday, man. And uh, tight lines and smooth paddling.
4: Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout-out to our show sponsors. Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at Loveland canoe.com hammered lures our man eric richards making some pretty epic baits you can check out his store at hammered dot com. coyote sunglasses get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water they float they're polarized all different styles to fit your pretty little face fish mob lures my man jay randall making buzz baits Spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things. And if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com.